Hello friend, I am Maria and welcome to the Conversations with My Higher Self podcast. This show is about spirituality, consciousness, and the inner workings of the universe at large. My partner Sergey uses hypnosis to bring me into a deep theta state where I get a chance to connect with my higher self. He then interviews me to uncover a wealth of knowledge about higher realms, celestial beings, and various energetic practices. Enjoy! Today, I would like to talk to you about past lives. Could you please explain us the concept of the past lives? I think one of the simplest ways to understand past lives is understand that as different facets of your journey. So your journey, or rather the journey of your soul, consists of cells. This current incarnation that you are aware of is just one of those cells. These cells are intertwined and entangled together in more ways than one. They form clusters and they form layers. And they exist in the memory of your soul. As well as the memories of those beings that co-lived a particular incarnation with you. Although from the higher perspective there is no past and future everything just is or is not in relation to your dimension it would be quite accurate to call the lives that or incarnations that are in existence as past lives meaning from your perspective you would have already experienced them or lived them so there would be a record created in your personal akashic field your personal book of lives if you will so each of you is going to have many many so-called past lives on this planet and other planets within this galaxy as well as other galaxies in all kinds of different bodies including incarnations without bodies um so technically speaking this incarnation is just the tip of the iceberg one of the cells that makes up your in um, eternal body mm -hmm. and uh, is there a difference between uh, past lives and uh, future lives in this case if there is no time not as far as we are concerned there is not uh -huh. so if there is an intention and if that intention is very well projected then that incarnation already exists you can say it is also because time does not exist a being or a soul can manifest things instantly right so it doesn't take quote-unquote a hundred years for something mm. to emerge yeah it's instant you know that, that projection is being formed instantly so from that regard there is no difference between past and future lives 
you tend to think of lives as future lives if they exist in the temporal future as it relates to your current incarnation. Meaning, if right now you are in the year 2020, a lot of you would relate to an incarnation from year 2100 as a future life. Yeah. Although you technically might have lived that before living this incarnation. Hmm. That's interesting. Right. So it doesn't... It's, it's a little different because it's just as easy to incarnate in the future as it is in the past because the what what would be the easiest way to explain it like your realities already exist like they're pre-written if you will almost like a film uh, a movie and you can choose to emerge at the beginning of the movie or at the end of the movie or in the middle of the movie whenever you want because it's almost like you have your own um you know tape player or like a player or like a machine that allows you to play this movie however you want it or fast forward or rewind it back Mm. and point at a particular you know moment that you want to experience within that movie Mm. yeah i think i understand this concept now yeah and um why are they available for us hmm I think a more important question to ask is why are they hidden from you? Oh, okay. Why are they hidden from us? There are many reasons. Uh, one of the major reasons is because as far as lower dimensions are concerned, which this this is one of the lower dimensions, a lot of souls go in, in, in a sense within the, their own karmic loops. So they're presented with the same types of circumstances and they make similar types of decisions. So very often um, it is advisable to not be able to remember your past incarnation so as to actually have free will. Because a soul does not evolve until it learns to make better choices out of its own free will, or you could say out of the goodness of their heart. For instance, say in your past life you killed uh, for to get fortune or to get money, you killed someone. Now, if you and, and then you were say you were really really unhappy because that fortune never made you happy. Now, that would create a karmic knot. If you came to this life, having lived that past incarnation, you would most likely have or would choose to deal with the same type of karmic circumstance, right? So be tempted to kill. Now, if you already knew that in the past you killed somebody and it made you unhappy, in this particular incarnation you would choose not to do that, but not because you feel it's right, but because you're trying to avoid pain that comes after, which is hardly evolutionary, right? Mm -hmm. So... This whole process, this whole game of incarnation is aimed to teach you to make 
the choices that are good for you as opposed to the choices that are bad for you. But do so out of the, you know, goodness of your heart, so to say, you know, from the place of the best intentions as opposed to from the place of fear of consequence. So it is advisable in lower dimensions to not remember past lives. Also, there are third-dimensional spaces, third-dimensional worlds tend to come with their own fair share of pain and suffering. So it is actually best to not remember that because by the virtue of a soul not remembering that fully and not having full access to those memories, they don't have to actively relive that trauma and relive that pain. Now, a portion of their energy is still trapped, you know, within that cell, if you will. But they don't have to actively engage, and they can just focus on the life at hand. And again, this is for simplicity's sake. Not every dimension, not every world, not every universe, if you will, acts according to the same rules, but this one does. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, but in this case, why are they hidden, but some people still get access to them? And uh, what are the benefits of visiting your past lives and future lives as well? Yeah. So they're hidden for protection mm-hmm. is what I've been trying to explain. Right. Why do some people have access to that? More often than not, and there are exceptions to every rule, but remembering your past lives comes in your own personal process of evolution. So as the soul is evolving and increasing its own vibrations, which in this particular instance would mean that it starts approaching the 5D consciousness state as opposed to 3D consciousness state, it is decided or it is agreed upon that they are or should be able to access more information so they you know their sensory perception gets amplified the third eye gets activated seeing and getting access to your past lives and your own akashic field is a byproduct of your pineal gland being activated among other things you know that's one of the reasons now for the souls on the path to evolution remembering their past or future lives provides a lot of context and that actually helps accelerate that evolution um, that helps and gives them so remembering a past life um, not only is very informative because it quite um, quite literally as a body right existing in one cell it's kind of like an uh, a bacterial state mm-hmm. you know there's not much context um, it is um, very often that's why humans don't fully understand who they are uh, or spend their lives trying to figure out what they're good at or what it is that they want or what their path is or what their mission is and that is all for the lack of context if all of them if all of you had access to your past lives you would be able to uh, get on with the lesson faster as opposed to trying to figure out what the lesson is So this is yet a tool for acceleration of your personal evolution. In fact, I would argue that in three third dimensional worlds, unless 
you have context and remember more than one cell in your body, it is very hard to evolve. Hmm. So the two come hand in hand, right? In order to be able to evolve, you need to know which way to evolve. In order to know which way to evolve, you need to fill in the gaps, fill in the picture. So think of this incarnation as just one piece of the puzzle with the rest being gray area. As you start remembering your lives, you're going to start noticing that this picture is becoming fuller and fuller. Certain things about you become more understandable. Certain things that you didn't know you had become activated. So it quite literally is a big assistance. And then by remembering your past lives, you also get access to energy. Um, So imagine that your higher self splits its energy stream in between all of its projections, all of its incarnations, up until the time that it decides to erase or eradicate one of them, Mm -hmm. right? So because the consciousness splits into so many different projections, a part of energy of your higher self gets devoted to that particular self, that particular incarnation, that particular experience. So that energy gets trapped there, voluntarily, of course. Um, So every time that you remember a particular incarnation, the energy that is trapped in that cell is joined with an energy that is trapped in this cell. So all of a sudden you get double your energy. So quite literally, Um, you're able to understand more of yourself and get more of your power back by just by the virtue of remembering who you are. Mm -hmm. And can we talk maybe a little bit more about the benefits, right? So why would one want to go to past lives and spend their time like looking at dozens of past lives? Like, what, what's, what would be the motivation uh, to do this? Like, what would be the benefit? Well, I ask me what the motivation right now is for planet Earth or what the motivation should be. Should be, yes. The motivation is trying to understand yourself better so you can best evolve. But I have already said that. Mm-hmm. That didn't satisfy you. Can you explain why? Um, I think that maybe there are some other things, not just this. Maybe, uh, like, you can get your powers back. Maybe you can But get, I just said that. I'm sorry, maybe, like, skills or, I don't know, some knowledge bring to this world. You might not be able to bring any knowledge back into this world. It all depends. There is the time and the place for knowledge. Uh-huh. Just because you had access to certain knowledge in the past, unless that knowledge is ready and willing to come back to planet Earth, those lifetimes and incarnations are not even going to be shown to you. And then if they were shown to you, some knowledge, it might be shown very vaguely in the way that you cannot really get it back. Uh I would say that given the state of humanity today, the most important use of past life regression or future life regression, however you want to call it, is healing. That is the most useful thing you could do. Mm. There is a lot of stuck energy, dark energy clots, as well as vicious cycles of behavior that get formed in your past incarnations. And very often, 
the behaviors that you consider automatic or innate or so subconscious in you that you're not quite sure where they came from. Um, all the things that you call irrational, all the things that really get to you, where you lose your cool or lose your temper, all the things that upset you incredibly, as well as sometimes very physical pain that you cannot explain, can only be understood if you experienced a past life that was the genesis of that particular thought form or pain structure or reaction basically all the things like this is kind of like your trip to your subconscious mm -hmm. human beings are notoriously bad at understanding their subconscious it is one of those you know all of, all of these things that i don't know that i don't know like a, a no man's land yeah and psychiatrists and you know psychologists are struggling really hard in order to understand that phenomenon and the fact that how come it runs so much of your life you know more of your life is being run by your subconscious than your consciousness and it is beyond misunderstood beyond unknown you yourself do not know why you act a certain way and don't mm -hmm. um, you yourself don't always know what's holding you back sometimes from achieving your dreams or why you have this inexplicable pain in one part of your body that just doesn't seem to go away and that you feel like you've had forever or why you can never find a partner or why you always feel like somebody is betraying you all of these patterns all of the things that happen to you more than once in a life especially if they get to you it's actually more often than not is a sign that this is like a blast from the past, if you will. Mm -hmm. This is something that is trying to make itself from the subconscious to the consciousness. Now, very often, if you were only to remember that particular life that created a particular phenomenon in your body or, you know, in your psyche, you could get rid of it overnight. Like the phantom pain could be gone instantly. Certain beliefs that are stuck in your head or stuck in your mental body that you know, there's just some things that you believe in your heart of hearts. And yes, a lot of them you inherit from your family, but there is a whole other slew of beliefs that you have in and of yourself. Right. And if they're positive, amazing, but very often they're not. Huh. And so people actually end up spending, especially Americans, you know, hours, thousands of hours in therapy trying to heal their child trauma. But you cannot heal your child trauma if that goes to, you know, seven incarnations ago. Hmm. If that is the seed of the child trauma, you can literally spend 30 years talking about that, trying to bring that to your consciousness and healing yourself by 2%. Or you can go into a past life regression and heal yourself instantly. Hmm. But uh, in this case, uh, because every human uh, had hundreds, thousands of incarnations. Yeah. Uh, who or what decides which traumas to bring to this particular incarnation? Because you don't get it as like hundreds of different issues you've had in past lives in your current incarnation. You, you just get 
some portion is I understand right because it's but some portion more. some portion can still be hundreds uh-huh of course you're getting a portion because you're not getting billions yeah you're not getting billions but you can get hundreds of thousands of issues in your current life from past lives yeah and future lives yeah behaviors etc triggers uh-huh. beliefs feelings that are stuck in there absolutely um now <laughs> i think that very unawakened like low consciousness level of doing it mm-hmm. is just trying to regress and and randomly and like seeing what comes through uh, a better way of doing that is setting an intention right mm-hmm when you specifically want to work on something or when you specifically want to see something or when you specifically want to learn about something I can give you a couple of examples so if you are if you would like to heal yourself you know you before uh, doing a regression on yourself or uh, you know going there with a specialist although, although specialists generally guide you you know you can ask assistance from your higher self and your guides so that they can bring forth a life that is most helpful with a particular issue that you're facing, whether that's a physical issue or more of a mental issue or some pain that you're working through. Or if you don't know what the answer is even when you're trying to make a choice, you can have your guides bring forth a past life incarnation where you were faced with a similar choice and see what happens. You could also make an intention of seeing Basically, you can set parameters and you can be like, okay, well, can you please show me a life where, you know, I had issues with my mother, if you're dealing with something psychological, Mm -hmm. for instance, that could be an example. Can you show me a life on another planet? Um, Can you show me a life uh, if I lived one uh, during the times of ancient Rome or during Atlantis, if you want to do some historical soul searching? You know, so like mm. um, past life regression is not a random exercise. It's not meant to do so, to be so. Um, it is actually supposed to be driven by what's best for you and what's most helpful for you in the moment. And yes, generally entities that work with you would already bring that forth. But it doesn't mean that you don't have free will. Mm-hmm. What I find on this planet is a lot of past life regressions are still left to chance. And it is such a precious time in somebody's life because you know humanity doesn't spend anywhere close to enough time studying their past lives so you know most of them would never see one or if they you know would explore it'll be a couple throughout their whole life and that process is not even intentional so that's why you could see a lot of lives that don't seemingly make sense or might not be that helpful so you might not even see the best lives or the best incarnations That's interesting. And uh, as I understand, this is your higher self who decides which uh, issues to bring to this uh, current life. Um, It's not always your higher self. Sometimes it's guides. Um, Sometimes it's your ancestors. Like it depends. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I'm, what I'm trying to say is you should also participate in this process. You shouldn't leave it to chance or you shouldn't leave it up to, you know, your guides. 
Oh, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, I see what you mean. Okay. And um, why so many people see past lives of some famous historical figures? I've heard many times that people saw a past life of Jesus or Lady Mary or Napoleon, right? Why, why does it happen? Uh, I bet they haven't lived this life. Yeah, there are a couple of reasons, not just one. Um, there are some past incarnations, some past lives um, that are very intertwined with a collective consciousness of humanity that have made a big impact on, on that collective consciousness that have made a true dent in that collective consciousness. So very often, souls that start like that get into that space right um it is actually possible to access the planetary akashic records and you know if if basically if they're especially like younger practitioners if they don't do too many past life um regressions um it is possible that you know they would accidentally get into the cell that is most animated by a lot of other people's energy right so mm. you mentioned jesus for instance right uh you know the entity of jesus has a lot of followers still in this day so there is a whole lot of people um you know over a billion people on, on planet earth that think about jesus all the time so as an egregore jesus is a pretty big deal there's a lot of you know that entity the concept the construct that idea uh, is like a well-traveled path and very often if the soul doesn't have like their core very well built out or doesn't necessarily like is not used to um receiving information in and of themselves you know they're just younger and unpracticed very often it's like, you know, like they would go where the traffic is going. Hmm. So like they get rerouted to where the traffic is. And so that's why they could be seeing the aspects of, of the lives of those different people. Is there a reason why they see it? It's just seems like their guides picked this like Jesus life. Well, they see it and like they do they learn something? Absolutely. There is a lesson in seeing the incarnation of Jesus for everybody on this planet because he lived from his heart and that is such a rarity you know he fully was he was fully aligned and experienced so much bliss and even what you would call magic that anybody could learn from that incarnation and get something for it you know from it for themselves Mm -hmm. So sometimes guides would choose to show that incarnation. It doesn't mean the soul was actually Jesus. Although Jesus was actually, you know, as, as an entity, there were multiple different um, sponsoring souls to the entity that became Jesus. And even more so guides that, you know, were with him um, as he was experiencing the physical plane. Mm -hmm. That's not the only reason why people see the lives of famous people 
Very often, famous people on this planet are archetypes. There is a reason why they're famous. So th they represent a particular cluster of energy. Um, Mary is a cluster of motherhood. Jesus is, a, is actually two clusters, uh, spiritual teacher and martyr. Napoleon um, is a cluster of conqueror, right, warrior, if you will. Yeah. Um, there are many of them. Um, what you would notice is because they represent an archetypal energy, uh, more often than not, it's a desirable energy. You would be surprised, like people actually, not a lot of people would see themselves as more negative categories, like Hitler, for instance. Not a lot of people would, would see them as, um, you know, somebody who tortured a lot of people and killed a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, very often, what you would notice with past life incarnations is a lot of people see positive archetypes. They see positive examples of something. You know, you'll have Mother Theresa. You know, you'll you'll have oh, John of Arc a lot. There's there's a few different ones. Mm -hmm. um, people see Einstein because he's this archetype of a scientist. You know, the intellectual. Um, there, there's plenty. People see themselves a lot as Leonardo da Vinci because that's the archetype of an artist. So the reason that that happens is because there's that concept of uh, like borrowing within the soul community. Uh, very often borrowing um, actually happens across dimensions, but it generally happens within the positive archetype sector that a soul wants to emulate, right? So every soul wants to achieve greatness. Every soul has their own path to evolution and what, you know, their personal greatness means. So very often they would get access and be able to download in their own personal Akashic field one of the lives of these quote-unquote famous people. And by that, they become closer to representing that archetype. So somebody who downloads the archetype of Mother Mary into their own Akashic field actually wants to practice motherhood right it's actually a very strong archetype on planet earth practicing motherhood is like this planet is a good place to go to come practice certain aspects of motherhood hmm. uh, not all but some yeah right so a lot of souls would have that downloaded into their akashic records into their fields so that they could access that memory and you know try to approximate it with their life so think of it as a template of light um, and a lot of souls that don't feel like they can quite get there without the template prefer to get access to the template so they can start making choices in accordance with how that particular individual made their choices, which in essence is going to get them faster to mastering that archetype. Generally, when somebody, when a soul downloads this particular template, it can accelerate their own learning between 10 and 1,000 times. So it's actually a very good time-saving technique, although time is an illusion. But let's just say that um, the concept of evolution or the absence of thereof exists, and souls prefer to evolve as opposed to not. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. So being, uh, you know, 
downloaded or enriched with as many archetypes from a desired cluster helps them get there quicker. Yeah, but uh, it seems like it creates a lot of uh, confusion and uh, people don't trust past lives because of that. They're like, oh, you're Jesus. Or like, oh, you're Lady Mary. Oh, you're probably not. And people like start questioning themselves. Am I uh, Lady Mary? Like, am well, I Well, you would person? be surprised once you go into the past life regression, most lives that come out are not famous people. So just the fact that you downloaded that into your Akashic field doesn't mean that you would ever even remember yourself. It's actually far and in between souls that remember themselves as those famous people. What uh, do you mean far in between? It doesn't, it ha it doesn't happen as often as you think. Oh, uh, got it. Uh, but and there in can terms, be and in terms of, <laughs> yeah, but it almost doesn't matter who the real one is. Mm-hmm. Why, why, why so? Well, I guess it matters in the sense that if it is your own personal incarnation, and this is somebody that is an example of greatness, they have already gotten the benefit from being that, right? Mm -hmm. So, say Mother Mary is famous for her motherly, motherly qualities, right? Yeah. Which is a frequency. Right. So her being at that level actually means that her soul aligned with that frequency, which means that she already got that benefit. The souls that are downloading this information have not gotten the benefit yet because they cannot download the frequency. You can just download a memory, mm -hmm. which is like a whiff of a frequency. So they're still trying to get that benefit. So as far as souls are concerned, living that incarnation as opposed to covertly, you know, engaging with it is very different from the benefit that your soul is getting either you're a match to that vibration or you're not there is no in between there is no like halfway there hmm. That's so the souls that actually are jesus yeah. are mary are napoleon are my vibrational match to whatever those archetypes represent and potentially they've moved on even to higher frequencies mm -hmm. and then there are others that are just attempted to get there now, past life regressions are not necessarily meant to be flaunted around like your new piece of clothing. Past life regressions are actually meant as your own personal guidance mechanism. So when you're saying, oh, like it gets a lot of skepticism, well, it was not created as a tool that you would like write a blog post about boasting that you're Jesus. And wouldn't you agree that if you have to do that, most likely you were never Jesus. You're not, yeah. Because Jesus <laughs> is not at that vibrational frequency that he would get pleasure from being famous for something like that or getting recognition or praise for having lived that incarnation. In fact, when the soul and souls that made up Jesus at one point incarnate on earth, you would have never, you would never know. They're not the ones that come forward with that information. <laughs> the yeah. people that do and the people that share are the ones that copied that, that type incarnation. Mm -hmm. 
And when you're saying, well, you know, it creates a lot of skepticism. For the people that are not at the level that they can trust that this information is real, Mm -hmm. those people shouldn't have any business regressing in the first place. And the people who are at the level that they can benefit from past life regressions, don't just purely discard them and overanalyze them with their intellectual mind because they have moved on beyond analyzing information with their intellectual mind. Mm -hmm. When you actually hit an incarnation that is yours and that made like a profound impact in your life, you know it's real because it creates vibrations in your entire body. Like it creates a very visceral response, a very visceral feeling sobbing, crying, being happy, elated. Like, if you lived it, you're going to get it. Mm, I see what you mean. If you just downloaded it, you're going to watch it like a movie a little bit and not like really engage on the on the feeling level. Because when you engage on the feeling level, what happens is the energy that was trapped in the cell of that incarnation is coming back to your body. So it's two energies merging. Mm -hmm. That's why your body feels a certain way. Like you really, like you know it's true, you know it's real. And then there are some things that you watch and it's like a movie. And if you watch it like, like a movie, you know, there is still a lesson in there and it's a tool. Mm -hmm. And it almost like from our perspective, doesn't matter if it's yours or not yours. Because you don't evolve <laughs> by remembering something. You evolve by applying what you remembered. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. That and that sense. is where free will is concerned. Yeah. And the only way you evolve is through free will. Just remembering that you're, say, Mother Mary or who, who have you, hmm. doesn't make you Mother Mary. That's true. Yeah. And, and uh, can you see someone else's past lives on purpose yes um just following the same kind of flow asking to show you could yes particular lifetimes that you can learn from yes you could ah that's cool and uh i assume the same with like other planets right absolutely i want to see a past life from another planet correct Mm -hmm. and um just uh want to understand because you said that you can get your energy back right mm-hmm. so become whole with this past life mm-hmm. but let's say you was an alchemist or a healer and when you come to this past life uh you said that you cannot bring back the knowledge right? i said it depends it depends yeah and uh what are the cases like in what case you can and in what case you can't <laughs> you're not gonna like my answer it's case by case uh-huh. there's no rule of thumb so in some case you just feel that you can get this knowledge and for example there is a recipe and you want to get this recipe and bring to this world can you do that not at the state of humanity um basically they really at this point you're not at the frequency where you can just download um you know the knowledge uh-huh. from a particular past life down to a t yeah. it takes a lot of practice and humanity has been under practiced in this arena for quite some time 
However, what is possible is if your higher self or your guides believe that a particular skill or a particular energy or particular healing mechanism is something that they would like to help you download, yeah, then you could. Mm. In this case, you could, you would get the message from them. Well, you could actually work with them and set an intention and ask them, hey, if there is a life that I am meant to download knowledge from Mm. or take a particular skill set from that you are willing and you think it would be beneficial for me to have that, would you please share that life with me? So you'll watch a life and then basically it is helpful at the end of the regression, you know, like generally at the end of the regression, you see your last day. Yeah. Um. You know, and and you can kind of like see that moment as, you know, your soul is leaving your body or right before that, whatever is convenient. Mm -hmm. And what you would like to do is you would like to imagine that you're taking like a special gift from this particular incarnation. Generally, a gift would come in a form of an object of some sort. Mm. So you want, you know, as you're leaving that life, to call towards your own personal auric field the special object that is a symbol of that knowledge or the skill or something that you had in that life that could be beneficial to you in this life. Very often, um, if it's knowledge, it would be a crystal of some sort because crystals actually, their facets hold a lot of knowledge but it could be anything really sometimes um you know if there was like a special object like a talisman that had a particular significance in that particular life that you had you would be able to take a copy of it with you hmm. and so then you want to receive that object and kind of like place it inside of your body wherever it feels right you know the heart the belly whatever in the head sometimes in the third eye it doesn't really matter uh wherever like you would place that object wherever it feels right Right. And then you would kind of like complete the regression that what would happen is over time, because 3D is a very slow dimension, let me tell you, over time, this knowledge or the skill of this energy is going to start unpacking in your body. And the speed of its unpacking actually has to do with your own perfect divine timing, because things are never accidental. Mm -hmm. Like the fact you've just asked this question probably means that there is something in one of your past lives that you need to come back to, to claim particular knowledge from hmm. that's interesting and something tells me you know what this incarnation is exactly yeah so go back to it and claim that object because it's sitting there waiting for you now when you insert that in your own body of light in this current incarnation do not expect magically overnight to just get it because unpacking takes time No, that crystal or whatever object you're going to take is going to take time to settle in your body or in your mind or in your auric field or in your energy field. And like, so you can almost think of it as like planting a seed within yourself. Then that seed is going to grow into a beautiful flower or a beautiful tree. Hmm. And then that tree could yield fruit. But trees don't grow overnight, do they? In the same way, when you're downloading that information, you might, you might see immediate results or you might not, depending on what it is. Like if it's a particular energy, energy comes back quicker than knowledge, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. 
Okay, and um, I've also heard that, for example, a long, long, long time ago, in some cultures, people were able to remember most of the past lives that they needed to move forward. Right? Yes. Know the purpose. Yes. By the certain age. Like, yes. For example, before 18, you kind of mm -hmm. remember all your past lives and you move forward knowing everything you need to perform the best in this incarnation. Uh, is it something that can come back to this world? It will, yes. At some point? Uh, no, it is already starting to come back. The number of people that are regressing into their past lives is uh, higher and higher year over year. Uh -huh. Like it, it, it's growing exponentially. And then how many lives people see on average is growing exponentially as well. Mm. So it. it's starting to come back. And um, is it advisable to have past lives regressions for children in this case? Not uh, younger than age 14, just because not, not yet, at least the energies are not there. Yeah, is it kind of dangerous? Or just, yeah, what's the reason why it's 14? not dangerous it's just let's just say that the framework that would allow like the upbringing the, like the so the reason these people were shown these lives before is because there was a whole structure around them that enabled them to process these this information in a way that's not harmful but helpful that was the knowledge Right. Yeah, like the, the knowledge, the elders would guide them. Yeah. There was a whole system of learning, and but also like being able to decipher what certain things meant or didn't mean. And like, you know, basically leverage that information to the best of their ability. Now that support structure is non-existent. It needs to be rebuilt. Uh -huh. So because that structure is non-existent, these types of experiences can actually be confusing to young souls because... They're not, you know, they're not yet able to understand, critically process information, if you will. There is nobody who can help them to process this information. Correct. In the way that would enable them to be successful in society still. Oh, I see. So yeah. basically, even like the guide, he can guide, but maybe he or she cannot uh, explain certain things correct like there's a certain level of maturity that's needed to be able to understand this information because sometimes hey you don't always regress in something that's pretty mm. there's things that could be very traumatic such as death or rape or painful childbirth that ends in again death you know like all of these things that are kind of like you know in the same way that you wouldn't tell like a six-year-old about certain things you necessarily don't want to show them these things. Mm. So, and which is in, in one way to like being overprotective, because if you don't have that supporting mechanism around you, yeah. it could be very traumatic to a point where, you know, it can create new trauma for a child as opposed to healing old trauma. You want to be very careful with that. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. And because they're not going to be able to d differ differentiate what actually happened for real in their life or what was like a memory from like another past, like past incarnation. Mm. 
Because so they, it can be very vivid. Absolutely. Depending on what it is that they had. They might have been a mass murderer. Mm. Now imagine the guilt. Yeah. Right? If nobody is there, like an elder is not there to walk them through that guilt, then there's, you know, th this, this particular incarnation can be really messed up. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And um, is there, are there any limitations for people to see their past lives? Yes. Can anybody see their past life? No. And um, how do you know if you can see one? Well, I guess um, depends on how strong your mind's eye is, right? So if you have like a vivid imagination and vivid dreams, it'll be easier for you to see a past life. Some people don't see dreams. Mm -hmm. It's going to be very hard for them to see past lives. Uh, for some of them, their guides would have a strict ban on showing any past incarnations whatsoever. Oh, because they have this lesson and they don't need more pressure on you. Yeah, kind of. Or like it's not their time or something before a certain age. You know, mm -hmm. there could be many, many reasons. Um, there could also be bans on certain incarnations and not others. So you could be, you know, like if you wanted to see something, you couldn't. Like you would just see blank space. Oh, there is. Uh-huh. Got it. I see what you mean. Okay. And Which is also true, by the way. Like you asked me before, you know, can... You know, can one see another person's life? The answer is yes, but it depends on your level of energy. So can uh -huh. everybody see the life of Jesus? No. Can some people see the life of Jesus despite the fact they haven't lived that life? Yes. Uh -huh. It's also a little bit like, like depending on the soul level, yeah. like on the level of the soul, and the level of the soul is always determined by the amount of light it's able to hold in its auric field mm -hmm. um, you kind of have certain access rights you're granted certain access rights so if you're somebody with like higher level frequency you're going to have higher access rights lower level frequency lower access rights so what is available to you to see from the akashic record field from the akashic records is going to be completely correlated to your level of access. Hmm. Just out of curiosity, because you said that it depends on the amount of light you can hold. Uh, if you are a dar dark soul, can you see past lives? Yes. Uh, it's just the equivalent of light is going to be the amount of darkness. Well, you let, let's just say that most people still have access to some portion of their own past lives. It's just connecting through the Akashic fields, especially of like ascended masters and like great teachers that is like beyond their scope. Mm -hmm. Got it. I see what you mean. Okay. And um, is there, I know there are a lot of techniques uh, that allow you to go to a past life. Um, is there any that you could recommend that maybe is more efficient than others? It really actually depends. So I recommend that you try a few different things to see mm -hmm. what works for you. Generally, any movement backwards or movement down is going to get you into a past life, meaning. So movement backwards, meaning like you move 
not forward, but you move backward. Mm-hmm. You know, one version of it that is probably most prevalent is when you do the reverse countdown of your life. Say you're 40 right now, then you imagine being 39, 35, 32, 28, et cetera, down to the womb level. That is like a very, very standard approach. Yeah. But it could also be any any movement backwards. Like you can imagine walking backwards or running backwards. Mm. You could imagine being on a cloud that takes you back. You can imagine being on a train that moves backwards, on a plane that flies backwards. Anything that moves backwards mm-hmm. would get you into a past life situation. Falling, kind of like Alice in Wonderland yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, going through, through the rabbit hole and falling, falling, falling. So falling, right, is actually one of the easier ways also to regress. Like you can imagine falling like Alice through the rabbit hole and then like it opens up a whole new world of falling from the sky or, you know, uh, jumping off the mountain and falling, 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 or, you know, jumping into a well and falling. And then when you hit the ground, you know, that would be the moment where you connect with the past life. A downward spiral movement. Um, So a spiral that kind of like goes in a downward direction Mm -hmm. Um, also very helpful and you can like you can be sliding along the ridge of that um, spiral or just like floating or whatever you want to you know whatever type of movement that could be one Um, another thing is portals you can always use portals to regress portal is actually very easy a portal is exactly what it sounds like So you've seen that in movies, I'm sure, a billion times, right? It's kind of like this window opens up in in in, in the air and yeah. like you're able to walk through. So you can actually just create a portal with an intention of, you know, okay, I want to see such and such life. And you can walk through a portal. Sometimes uh, you would need three portals back to back to back. Generally, this um, if you're trying to see something from like a faraway galaxy or like a very different dimension, you would need more than one portal. So what you want to do is, you know, create a portal, walk through it. Then there is another portal. You walk through it. Then there is another portal. You get out. Mm-hmm. And then, ta-da, you're in a past life. Mm-hmm. So portals, you can use mirrors as portals also. So you can imagine a room full of mirrors. And then you can just select a mirror that speaks to you, right? So you, it could be like a mirror corridor, right? When you're just selecting which life to look. It's similar to some, some people imagine a hole full of doors. Yeah. And then they see light underneath like one of the doors. And then they're like, okay, okay this must be the life that I'm meant to see today. We can do the same thing with a hall of mirrors. Let's see what else. Elevators. Yeah, which is kind of same thing as a portal, to be honest. Elevators, escalators. Um, you could also use dragons, actually. It's like a really, really good. Um, so each of you has their own personal dragon. So for those people that love dragons, this could be a really, really good technique. The cool thing about dragons is that they, they transcend dimensions. Mm-hmm. They are the types of creatures that can travel between dimensions. So you can actually get to know your personal dragon and then have them take you to any past life 
that you want. Mm, nice. So dragons is a good way. Another good way is actually bodies of water. So in essence, your bodies of water are your natural mirrors. So like one way to regress um, to a past life. So there are like two quick hacks. One is going behind the waterfall. So there's a waterfall falling and then you just like you walk through part parting like the waters of the waterfall and then you merge on the other side and that could be a past life. Um, another thing would be imagine a pond um, and then a pond or you know some other body of water and you would dive into that body of water and you would like kind of like go down until you reach the um the floor so mm -hmm. to say right mm -hmm. so that could be a way to um get into a past life you can do spinning motions there's a lot like yeah. Im imagine spinning which is just like you would just spin uh, clockwise uh -huh. right spin 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 that's like a quick way to shuffle dimensions uh-huh um, and then you would, you know, spin very fast so that you don't even see anything anymore. It's mm -hmm. like kind of like darkness or like a bunch of colors around you. And then you would stop, close your eyes like and, and make an intention, then open your eyes so you'd be there. Mm -hmm. Do you need more? No, I think it's enough. I, I think it's a lot. Yeah, just uh, the main pattern is that you're either falling going down uh or maybe going up right uh, going up is um, more prevalent if you're looking for quote-unquote future life oh actually maybe uh, yes it's a good question what would be the technique for future life yeah that would be moving forwards or going up uh-huh the reverse of what i just said yeah so basically you see upward spiral elevator. yeah Mm -hmm. and go into the top floor correct in this case you can get to the past, uh, future life oh, yes cool. but portals work either way so they d it doesn't really matter which way you go it's a just portal is a portal have a clear intention yes mm -hmm. got it okay and um, for a person with bad imagination uh, right um, do you have any advice like this person wants to see a past life and i've heard that for example you have to imagine an apple and some people cannot see an apple or this apple is black and white and you can barely see it right uh, is there anything else you can do before you see the past life like maybe practice your imagination so how? yeah you're gonna have to practice imagining things and um that actually tends to happen with younger like souls. Older souls don't have any issues imagining things in their mind's eye. Mm -hmm. um, an apple is not a bad example. Anything that's simplistic and one item of something that doesn't have too many complex facets, right? So practice makes perfect. So you want to start with something very, very small and one, one shade of something, one color. And then move to progressively move to more and more complex environments. So sometimes you would start with, say, a pear or an apple, and then you would imagine um, like some type of movement in that piece of fruit, and then you would imagine that as being on a growing on a tree, 
then you would imagine a garden of trees and then you would imagine a garden of trees in the summer then you would imagine a garden of trees in the winter you know like so kind of like expanding and then you would Im imagine a garden next to a house and a river etc etc so it's a little bit of like training your mind's eye which is the precursor of uh, you know clairvoyance you cannot become clairvoyant ever unless you're able to see things really clearly in your mind's eye. So could it sometimes take a while? Yes, like there are people that have a hard time with this. But that also means that in their past lives, they didn't have a lot of practice with it. And trust me, nobody starts perfect. Nobody starts evolved. Everybody has to start from somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. And if you happen to be one of those people that's not very sophisticated it doesn't see very sophisticated picture so you start small and then you give yourself a lot of positive reinforcement and don't judge what you see because what you see is already perfect that's true and then even for those people that are able to get glimpses here and there you're still able to get glimpses and uh, and, and trust me when i say your guides are going to make sure that you see the most important things that are there to see in that life and you also said that uh, you don't have to analyze it logically, right? From the logical perspective. Well, uh, you could, but you're not going to get far. Yeah. So it's better to feel it like, Correct. through the heart. Feel it through like the heart. Uh, try to really feel and understand. Understand is not the same as intellectualize. Right. Understand the deeper meaning behind things know the cause and effect or you know what karmic situation it might have created in your life then that you're still living now uh -huh. so really you know through introspection get to the bottom of it yeah makes sense yeah yeah thank you so much for sharing this amazing information with us uh, today and um, now I'm going to end our session I'm very grateful for the information you provided us today and I'm asking the higher self to visit to where it belongs with much love and much thanks for the help and information it has been given us today and all the world is really going to appreciate it. Now I want all the consciousness and personality of Maria to once again return and fully integrate back into the body completely.